It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the Help Desk for Wednesday, the 16th of December. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And I'm full of beans because uh, I jumped out of a plane earlier today. That video will be online soon. But anyway, let's move on to uh, the FTC with one more Christmas surprise. And so it wasn't enough for the FTC to surprise us by suing Facebook, which was very nice of them to do. But the F- FTC, the Federal Trade Commission in the US, has also told nine tech companies to share information about how they collect and use data from their users Amazon, TikTok owner, ByteDance, Discord, Facebook and its subsidiary WhatsApp, Reddit, Snap, Twitter and Google-owned YouTube were all sent the letter to say, hand over your information about this data, please. Yeah, so the companies have 45 days to respond uh, from the date they received the orders and the FTC is using its authority under Section 6B of the FTC Act, which basically allows them to pursue broad studies separate from law enforcement. So that means these companies haven't necessarily done anything wrong. The FTC is just trying, just on a bit of a fact-finding mission. Yeah, I haven't seen any responses so far from the companies, but again, that's because I jumped out of a plane today uh, and I had to put my phone away. But um, I would expect to see all companies arguing that sharing this kind of information would really reveal competitive secrets to their competitors and and there's just no way they can do it. But um, yeah, I'm sure sure we'll see those kind of press, press releases in the next couple of days, but we'll see how the FTC responds. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one because it's potentially going to give us a much more detailed look at the inner workings of these companies and what they do with all the data that we know they're hoovering up because they normally put out pretty benign statements about what they're actually doing with with not a whole lot of detail. And so Mm. in particular, the FTC wants to know uh, how they work out which ads to show their users whether algorithms or data analytics are used on personal information and how they, quote, measure, promote and research engagement from users, as well as how their data practices impact children and teens. I find it really fascinating that, you know, we, we only so often get just a tiny little glimpse at how these things work, how these algorithms work. For instance, with Facebook, they keep everything locked down apart from they'll do an election wrap, you know, 12 months after the election is relevant anymore. Uh, and, and and then you get to see a little bit of how these, these machinations work. But by then, probably all the algorithms have changed anyway. But either way, yeah, I, I, I am really excited to see what we find out from this. And moving on to Pinterest, which has settled a gender discrimination case brought by its former chief operating officer for $22.5 million. Francois Brogier uh, sued the company in August, alleging gender discrimination, retaliation and wrongful termination. And alongside her lawsuit, she published a blog post titled The Pinterest Paradox, Cupcakes and Toxicity, which is just a (laughs) fabulous title. And, (laughs) you know, if you want to go viral, get cupcakes and 
and toxicity in the title. But that, that post detailed how she'd been left out of important meetings, was given gendered feedback and was paid less than her male peers. She, you know, she alleged that she was fired in April after she spoke up about that treatment. As part of the settlement, Pinterest did not admit any liability and Pinterest and Brewer, maybe, I don't know, will donate $2.5 million towards advancing women and underrepresented people in the tech community. The settlement stands out because of its size, its char- charitable donation, and that it was made public in the first place. This doesn't sound at all surprising or uh, different to me. I don't know. I think that IT in general and big tech probably specifically – does have a, a kind of boys club mentality at a lot of the places I've worked and unfortunately, and yeah, it just, I, I, it, it's funny because, you know, as her beautiful headline uh, so, so wonderfully points out, you know, Pinterest is, is not seen to be one of those, one of those boys clubs. You don't think of tech bros uh, pumping iron and then going to work to, at Pinterest, but they are the, all the same kind of engineers, you know, it's, it's still, it would be still full of the same Silicon Valley meatheads that you would find just down the road in Facebook. But yeah, it's, it's a really, really fascinating problem that exists in all of tech. Yeah, I think the particular flavor at Pinterest seems to be a bit sort of not outward aggression, but sort of obliviousness or, Mm. uh, you know, bias that's baked in. And of course, prior to this, um, uh, this particular incident, two black women had accused Pinterest of racial discrimination as well. They did not get $22 million settlement, but they were, they did speak up prior to, to this incident or this case. Yeah. Moving on, Apple Fitness has launched with some pretty good reviews. Most reviewers say that the Apple Fitness Plus service is excellent for beginners with clear, easy-to-follow instructions, although those coming in from, say, Les Mills or Peloton or even someone who just uh, exercises a lot might find the service a little bit lacking uh, in challenges. Many praise the service for playing well into Apple's strength, which is the, the complete ecosystem that they offer. So, you know, you can easily move from... Uh, a workout on your phone to your iPad to your Apple TV and it's all just going to work seamlessly in that that beautiful Steve Jobian kind of white universe that we all expect to live in. But there are downsides too. Yes, yeah, so you can't use it unless you own an Apple Apple Watch. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. That's the uh, like really? cost of admission. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and which I kind of get like, you know, part of the whole appeal is that your the, the watch is tracking all your biometrics in real time and displaying it on your TV or your iPad or whatever. So I do get why the the Apple Watch is needed to be part of the system, but I think that it's kind of silly that there's no free tier for Apple Watch users. I think they would have gotten a lot less negative publicity about that if they offered, you know, when you buy an uh, Apple Watch, then you get, say... 10 low impact workouts for free and a couple of jogging things for free or whatever it was like some low level tier because they're they're launched with like 50 videos. Why don't you give the first 10 or so to people who spent 500 bucks on a watch? Yeah, it's a good, good little sweetener on the watch deal there, or it would have been. (laughs) It would have been. And to podcast news, uh, Substack has become the latest Silicon Valley player to join the podcast market. The newsletter as a service company has introduced free podcast hosting to its members, offering the same deal as its newsletter users enjoy, which is podcasters can earn money through subscriptions and Substack will take a 10% cut. 
Now, Patreon, which offers a similar service, charges 5% for its basic tier and 8% for Pro. And uh, Patreon doesn't really offer anything in terms of hosting itself. You you'd kind of do need to use Patreon with a, another hosting partner that you would be paying for. So... Pretty good deal from Substack. And I finally did listen to uh, the episode of Pivot that you told me to listen to about Substack and Casey Newton's exploration in Substack. And yeah, very, very fascinating. So I'll pop that in the show notes as well. Did you uh, start doing the math of how many people you would need to pay you? I, that's the bit that jumped out at me, his, his sales <laughs> pitches. All he needed was 3,000 people to pay him 100 bucks a year and he'd have the best job in journalism, which is a pretty, pretty compelling maths. It is, but uh, Casey Newton comes from the United States where there's 300 million people there. And so finding those 3,000 people in 300 million is a lot easier than 3,000 people in 25 million of Australia. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> well, I don't know where to go from that. So I'm just going to move on to the next story, which is the NBN calculator. Do you remember that? Um, so I think, what, I was seven and a half grand. You were about six grand, something like that. NBN Co like has, yeah, has pulled its instant online quote generator from its website after it said that it needed the tool to be further optimized, according to IT News. The page now says, due to a high volume of interest for more complex applications, the online quote tool is temporarily unavailable at this time. Uh, an MBN Co spokesperson told IT News that the interest in the tool had exceeded expectations and that they've stopped taking new applications so they can best manage the customer experience for those already in the system. So it, it looks more like it's a problem where the those applications need to be manually reviewed and so it's not so much of a calculator issue, but more around the process of what happens after the quote is generated. Yeah. So I guess maybe, you know, I, I uh, dismissed the calculator when we heard about it as uh, a PR stunt to tell people, this is why you can't have fiber because it's too damn expensive. But it sounds like so many people actually contacted them wanting fiber that they're surprised at, at the influx. I hope so. And I hope they're... Um able to weed out the sort of nuisance <laughs> the, the tire kickers <laughs> yeah the, all the people that you know put in fake addresses or things just to see if they could get the, that quote to be some <laughs> giant number of you know tens of thousands of dollars just for just for fun mm, i've done that before on the apple store um anyway thank you tess bennett for joining me today thanks peter and thank you to all our listeners in podcast land we will speak to you again tomorrow have a good one bye Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.